Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Delokun and Zach. Everybody, welcome back to the Bonsai Beat. I am Jellicoon. And I'm Zach. And we're back. On time. <laughs> so timely, unlike usual. I know, normally we're making excuses of like, oh, we meant to record 16 times, but you know, politics. Yeah, various things. Yep. Indeed. How are you doing? Uh, quite good. Just yeah. drove back to my house after sp- Spending the Thanksgiving with my parents. That was a good time. Yes, Thanksgiving's uh, always good. Mm-hmm. Although this year it felt like nobody gives a shit about Thanksgiving. It was Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, oh, by the way, and there's that holiday that's 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 there. Yeah. So glad you had a good one. I we bought a little baby turkey or like a turkey breast. <laughs> baby turkey, known as a chicken. Yes. Uh, we bought a turkey breast. That was our thing. That's not very exciting, but I guess if you have two people, a whole turkey might be overkill. Yeah, just a little. Just a little. <laughs> just a little. But uh, it was good. Yeah, hopefully next year we'll get up back up north. Oh, well. Well, I did watch some anime well, uh, during this just downtime. Yeah, you did. I did. A week before we are even supposed to record, you already knew what you are going to do. Yes, and I watched it in like two days. I was like, fuck! I want more of this, please. <laughs> but is there no more? That's what you watch. No, not yet. I'll get into that in the review. Mm. The review of that is going to be Full Metal Panic, the second raid. There's no third raid yet. There's no third <laughs> raid. You're correct. Tragic. It is tragic. But, uh, yeah, so, I've been watching quite a bit, actually. Um, got caught up on Sword Art Online, too. I'm happy this show is coming to an end. <clears throat> Me Not too. that I don't like it, it's just, there's better shows airing, and, uh, I don't know. Like, I've been let down this whole season by the show. Yeah, well, okay, so you watched, what, 21? Yep. Okay. Well, I like this arc. Well, we're just going to get right into it. So, <laughs> I like this arc much more than, like, the previous ones of this season. Um, people said, like, this is the better written one. So, I, I challenged that and actually went to go read the light novel. So, I'm like, well, I bash Sword Art all the, t- all the time, but maybe they're just bad at adapting it. 
nope, they actually adapt it like to the point. It's just not actually that well written. So <laughs> I don't know why people say this is the maybe it is the better written one and the other one's just awful, but uh, it's not even like things lost in translation. It's like I don't know. The whole thing's just simple, which I guess you can tell from the anime anyway. And while I do like Asuna and uh, Yuki's character more than Kirito and all of his friends, I just still don't enjoy the show, really. I'm it's just so, like... so hard to feel like for them because like everything gets accomplished so easily in this show every time for them. Yes, there's no real... There's no real adversity. Like, after 50 episodes of them just, like, never losing, you can't be upset about anything. So. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Because that's bullshit. I mean, like, oh, we got our ass handed to us the first time. Now we're going to go fight all these guys, and oh, we beat the boss. Mm-hmm. On our second time. I'm just like, fuck, really? Give me a break. Yeah, not a fan. Yeah. Although, in contrast to that, I watched the new Log Horizon today, episode eight, season two, and the whole thing was like basically them explaining how a raid boss fight works in games anyway, and then they lose horribly. So it's it's great. It's much more realistic. Gotcha. So it's a complete foil to that, where they actually had the right amount of people and they still lost because they screwed up instead of having no people being really good somehow for no explained reason and then hitting the weak point. To one shot the boss. It's been explained. All the stats and everything have been moved over from the game that shouldn't even exist anymore. But, you know, because it does, because they can, they did. They didn't start fresh. You don't don't even know those people came. Well, I guess they say they came from other games. Well, yeah, but again, they don't talk about it. But, no one seems to, like, give a shit that, like, oh, he's doing things that... Nobody else can do unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. You can think of a bazillion reasons. Yeah, and I still watch it week to week. So I can't say it's a bad show, but I'm just not surprised by anything, and I won't be upset when it ends. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. It's like, okay, it was something I watched. So... Um, I've also been loving, uh, Your Lion April. Great show. Yeah, you talked about that last time. Yeah, I did. Like, I kind of want to watch it now. Um. I was turned off of the first episode, but I keep hearing good things, so I'm going to have to watch it. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing. It's, you, you got to get over that small hurdle. Mm-hmm. It's just 20 minutes, I mean. Exactly. Come on. Um. Maui, Yawamushi pedal, same shit. They're still racing in the goddamn race. <laughs> same shit, even same race. Yep. Uh, what else? Oh, I started watching uh, Pet Girl of... How the fuck do you even say it? Uh, Sakura Rausu? I, I don't know how you fucking say it. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking it's like the only show with pet girl in the name with yes. that blonde girl and like orange eyes. <coughs> yes, excuse me. You are 100% correct. Um I I think she's retarded. Yeah. <laughs> um no, nah, the show is okay. I've only watched f- f- we just finished episode 4. 
Mm. And it's 24 episodes long, and uh, I don't know. It's one of those shows. I always didn't want to watch it because I didn't know what the point so was. So it, it's, 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 it's supposed to be a romantic comedy. Okay. And there is some funny parts. And uh, more and more. So, like, okay, so it's about this special school, and there's arts, and then there's general education, or, you know, general studies, they call it. Mm-hmm. Well, the main character hasn't chosen anything. He thinks he's not special in any way. So... He just chose general studies. Well, because he kept adopting cats, they moved him into the, the... I guess everyone in the school lives in dorms. So, there's dorms, and there's a special dorm for... I guess they're troublesome make troublemaker kids. But they're not like delinquents. They just say that it's like, oh, it's a special dorm set aside for special people. <laughs> you know? Because, uh-huh. like, the thing is, like... Nobody in this dorm is, like, a bad person. Like, there's no delinquent in the group. You know what I mean? They're just all weird. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> They're all very... Well, I'll say this. Maybe I just misunderstood it. But, like, everyone's very accomplished. Like, there's a girl named Misaki. She's super fucking hyper and, like, always wants to have sex with Jin, who's not the main character, but is, like, the main character's friend, who also lives in that dorm. And she's always, like... She like hid in a big ass box with nothing but like ribbon on her, on her uh, self, you know. And, like, on, right? <laughs> yeah. and so, or like in the in the first episode, she wakes up in in the main character's bed, and um, you know, just sleeping there. And she's like, "Oh, I want to have sex with you. Don't deny your love." She's a hoe, <laughs> I guess. Unless she's a slut. Um, but no, she's like super hyperactive and like maybe you could say you know super ganky or whatever. But she's mm. really good at anime. So good that her five-minute anime got picked up, and now they're turning it into a full TV anime. Um, you know, there's a programmer kid that you never see who made, like, this super special program. and, and <laughs> you know, So it's like everyone... That's why you never see him. Yes. He spends all his time programming. Um, but that's the thing. Like, everyone in this, do- in this dorm is, like, excels at everything they do. You know, and then there's the main character. I don't even fucking remember his name. Um, let me find that out because I can't remember now. Uh, well, Sarada Kanda. Sarada, yeah, that's it. Kana, Kana, Kanda, whatever. Sarada Anaconda. <laughs> um, so that's the thing. It's like, you know, so the. Sensei, or the teacher in this case, like, basically unloads this new girl on him. And everyone was like, well, you're taking care of her. And she's like, soft spoken and quiet and. Wait, why is she taking care of <laughs> Because she's, oh, Because she's from England. But yeah, she uh, speaks fluent Japanese. Really? Yeah. So, she wants to be a manga artist. And, like, basically, she doesn't wake up on time. He goes in a room, and she's, like, buck-ass naked. And she wakes up and stands up, and she's like, what? I'm naked, so what? Like, she doesn't see the problem. And uh, I'm so sick of this in anime. Like, the boy's like, oh, my God, boobs and ass. and Oh, my God, it's horrible and repulsive. How dare you want to have... Just, uh, it's, it's, it's tiresome. 
Okay, well, that's bad, but so is the no shame, because it doesn't matter what culture you're from. It's like a psychological ingrainment in humans that there's some shame associated with that. <laughs> yeah. Not to get all Freudian, but, like, the zero reaction and the overreaction are both wrong. There should be some gradient of reaction. But anyway, okay, I don't yeah. watch it. I don't watch anime for the realism. Yeah, there you go. So, <clears throat> um, basically, he feels like he has to take care of her, and she depends on him. Mm-hmm. And he comes to find out, like, she's a really, 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 really talented, like, painter. But she gave all that up to be a manga artist. Mm-hmm. And, like, in three episodes, it went from... Eh, I want to move out of these dorms too, and I don't know what you know. I want to do to now. I want to fall in love with the new girl and be but as good be as her. Since she lives with him naked, well, she lives in the next break room over or something. But oh. like, and the funny thing is, like, meanwhile, there's like another girl who's like always liked Serata and like is like, why don't you leave those dorms? It, it's hard to only four well, where does she in. live she lives in like the good dorms uh not the eccentric weird not dorms. the eccentric weird dorms exactly because the only reason he was put in there was because he had cats she should just come live with him with a cat exactly i, I, I feel like that'll happen in one this is the thing is like she gets like, a cat to move near him these are like high school kids that all live in dorms yes so is it like a private school? Is it a nice I, school? I, they've never really explained. They're just like, here's 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 where it is. <laughs> See, this is the hard part. Is like, it's it's. I've only gotten five episodes in, or four or five, whatever. I was I gonna say to. we're talking about it a lot for only being five episodes. Exactly. So. I guess you can't know everything. <clears throat> well, no, and that's exactly it. And that's where I'm kind of like, does like because they've already gotten that far in four episodes or five or whatever I'm up to now. But in that yeah, small like span of time, to dramatically, so they can keep going. Exactly, that's where I'm kind of like, okay. So that's that show. I mean, it's it's okay. Um, it's not bad. It's not like, oh my god, this is terrible. I mean, I watched four episodes in one sitting. It, it keeps you long enough to keep wanting to watch. And now that's done airing. It aired over a year ago on Crunchyroll. Um, you know, it's it's kind of nice to marathon stuff like this, though. And I'm actually finding where if I watch the show's marathon, I enjoy them a lot more. Whereas if they're week to week, you kind of like, you watch it and you're like, oh, great, that was cool. Now I gotta wait another week and, you know, go watch something else. Oh, yeah. Fate Stay Night's killing me. <laughs> I can't wait. The week to week is torture. Are you gonna keep it, are you gonna stop watching it? No, I mean, I'm gonna do it. I'm watching it with my roommate and. We love watching it together, so we're gonna. It's too enjoyable not to just put off, but at the same time, it's very hard to watch week to week. Gotcha. I feel like it's enjoyable either way. It's just this way is uh, they're good with cliffhangers. Gotcha. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but uh, that's about all I'm really watching. How are you? Um, so watching. Well, all these are almost closing out, but I'm still watching Akame Got Kill. It's still a bloodbath with, like, more deaths than any other anime I've seen. Like, Code Geass probably had a lot. And then this show has just, like, every single episode, like, two people die. Because so, again? It's ridiculous. Hmm. And Fate Stay Night. That's still really good, obviously. 
you're not caught up on. No, I haven't even watched past the prologue. I've tried, but that forty-seven minute, that forty-seven minute you intro. Just said you like episode. marathoning things. Come on. Yeah, I think I'm gonna keep waiting though. I mean, yeah. I got time. It's what twenty-four episodes. Yeah, you have plenty of time. It's yeah. like we're on nine, I think, this week or eight. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm still second season of Chica. It's good, but it's only ten episodes and. They have to wrap it up in two more, and I don't know how they're going to end this season. I feel like they're going to have a third season, though, which I'll watch because it's good. Um, The Trigger Show, which took a turn for the crazy, so I'll try to explain that. Um, It's the when supernatural battles become commonplace, and I just watched it because it was Trigger, which we've talked about, but... It's it's become pretty crazy. So originally they just all got like weird powers and they were part of the literary club, which doesn't mean anything. It's just like most anime shows, they're like they're a, a part of a club, but really they do other things. So they all get powers and they just like screw around, really. And all of their conflict has been like between friends type of thing because it's just this guy and four girls harem type show, I guess. But gotcha. It's, it's genres, comedy, romance, school, and supernatural. So, so far it's been mostly comedy in school. And, like, maybe romance, because it's like harem, they all like them. But, mm-hmm. like, to me, none of that was, like, strong genre. So I just watched it for the animation, and it was somewhat funny, right? But then this last episode, they introduced, like, this whole other faction of people with superpowers that want to, like, go kidnap them and kill them and stuff. It's, it's, it was crazy. Because you have, like, seven episodes of false security of, like, this show's nothing but comedy. And I was almost watching it, like, as a background thing. And then I just hear, like, yelling and stuff. So I, I paid closer attention to it. I don't know. I, like, wasn't really into the show, so it was just on the background. And then just, like, one of the characters just dies, like, out of the blue. <laughs> I'm like, what show am I even watching? It was, it was crazy. So now I'm much more intrigued by the show because apparently they're explaining like why they got powers in the first place, and there's some sort of battle going on. It's just, do it's, you? It's nutty. Do you think that maybe they did? They pulled a Haruhi where they're like, "Whoa, well, ha, ha, this is the broadcast order," but there's really a different order that these episodes should have been aired in. Because in, in Haruhi, there's a broadcast order, and then there's right. the chronological order. Right, because the whole thing was like, well, they're the club actually recording it. But, um, no, not not in this. It's, it's very much chronological. Like, not, looking back, none of the things could have been rearranged. Mm-hmm. It's just like, they introduced this whole faction of characters, like, more main characters than the story's had up until this point just got introduced last episode as, like, the other faction that also have powers and... It makes sense chronologically. It's just they they threw that wrench in there. Gotcha. And it's only twelve episodes, and on episode eight they did it. I'm like, oh, what? Huh? Crazy. Yeah, definitely. But it's enjoyable. That's that's basically it about the show. I mean, whether you like comedies or action, apparently it's good so far because it sprung action on me this week. There you go. All right. Anything else? Uh, I don't think so. Just Log Horizon, which I mentioned briefly, but not enough happened to talk about it every week. And, uh, I guess next I would like to talk about the comment I got on last episode. So Anime Joe left us another comment that says, it's just real simple. Is it Bandai Beat again? 
Uh, no, he didn't. He didn't try to spell it out this time. Okay, just making sure. We're never, <laughs> we're never gonna let him live that down. Right. So it says on episode one ninety five, which was when I reviewed Love Live. It says, "Dudes, dot dot dot. Love Lab is a pretty good show. I recommend it." So I'm gonna have to watch Love Lab next because I screwed up and called it that last time, and apparently that's a good show also. Yeah, no, Which, we also talked about it though. Remember, I played right. the intro and junk. Yeah, we played the intro in the last episode. If you missed it, and it's different than Love Live, although perhaps similar interest. Cute girls loving each other instead of music. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so I'll have to watch that and. It's a good segue into the last show I forgot I'm watching. Actually, I might find Life. people who might be wrong with that because I live in the South and there's lots of churches around here. So there's something wrong with that? Probably. I don't Depends know. Depends what denomination you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you girls love denomination? I don't know. I have to go check. Yeah, who wouldn't want to be? You better get out of the church if so, if you're not. <laughs> I cast thee out. <laughs> uh, love Lab. Hmm. Right. I think I'll take a peek at it. It's on Crunchyroll, so I'm going to watch it. Well, there you Maybe go. I'll get my roommate into it, although it might be too adverse to someone new to anime. Yeah, it'd be. Hmm. It's all right. We're all about pushing the envelope here. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Well, thank you, Anime Joe. You two can leave comments at bonsaibeat.com every week. Every, every day. Well, you could do it every hour if you wanted you to. Could. It just won't always be there. <laughs> there you go. So, thanks again, Anime Joe. Uh, two-time commenter. Appreciate it. Um, so, yeah. All right. Do you want to move into any news? Anything worth talking about? Uh, I can find something. Man. We are the height of preparedness here on the Bonsai Beat. There's no news anymore, really. Like, the only news I talk about is stuff that I want to watch that isn't out yet. There you go. That's not even news, because everyone can just go look at the little sheet calendar thing. Yep. So, it's very depressing. It's the end of all news, or at least all my news sources just, they're only reporting now. About nothing in Japan. All it is is upcoming shows or upcoming games. Boring. Yep. All so right. I won't bore people with it. We're going to move on to DVD picks then. Perfect. It's another week and more DVDs are being released. What should you get? It's time for the weekly DVD picks. Yeah. Yeah, weekly. Week- it's a lie. It is a lie. I've uh, been meaning to pay that guy. <laughs> to go bi-weekly. But or just take a it exactly. Use your editing skills to just have yourself say bye in between. I could. I, could. I have. <laughs> well, technically, it's bi- It's like done in each week. We just read it every once in a while. So technically, it's still true. <laughs> there you go. So there, there you go, go. loopholes. Yay. <laughs> We're almost at the end of the month. We are. It's December tomorrow. How sad. You mean, do you didn't say we're at the end of the year? Yeah. We almost are. We are. Year seven for podcasting. I can't wait to do my top five of the year. I know. I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like, man, (laughs) I got to 
start putting some thoughts down here or start watching some other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if I'll have a hard time because there's so many or because I didn't watch enough. I don't know. I feel like I could easily name five shows that I liked. Yeah, probably. Well, we'll have to see when we get there. Mm-hmm. All right, so 11.25. We've got Nisa Koi has come out. <laughs> Nisa Koi. Nisa Koi. Uh, got Kite on Blu-ray. We got a sequel, Kite Liberator. Actually, I don't know what you call Kite Liberator a sequel. It's really just a spin-off. Well, thank you, Media Blasters. Yes. Uh, we've got Amagami SS Complete Collection on DVD and Blu-ray. My Blu-rays re- or my, sorry, my DVDs weep. I can be watching <laughs> it in glorious HD now. I know. Damn. You're a fan, but you're missing out on the latest. I am. I suck daily up. <laughs> uh... We got your show, Log Horizon, Collection 1, mm-hmm. on DVD and Blu-ray. Naruto Shippuden, Movie 6, and Sailor Moon, Season 1, Part 1. And holy fuck, did you, did you hear all the feedback and just, nobody is not happy with the, uh, the release of that Sailor Moon? The, I think. Yeah, they're not happy with the show in general. I don't think they're upset at Viz Media specifically. No, they're they're upset with the quality of the show in general. Yeah, of the of the transfer to DVD. Oh, really? <clears throat> there was a really good ancast from Anime News Network two weeks ago, where Zach Burchie like had like the marketer of Viz and like some other girl, and he was just like, "You can't tell me, you know, in this scene." Where there's tons of ghosting artifacts, but yet in this release in Japan, it doesn't have any of that. You're gonna tell me that's from, you know, from your guys, not from your guys' encoding? Oh, it was brutal, man. If you wanna go back and just, wow. I have never heard, uh, industry folks like they, and rightfully so, they got very defensive and, you know, and pushed back. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty hard to listen to. So it was like, and rightfully so, though he was calling them out on like, you know, what the fuck, you know, the the, you know, the masters used for you know Japan and and for Europe didn't have all these problems, but yet your you know uh, yours do, you know. And mm-hmm. it, it was a pretty interesting listen. I'll have to listen to it. Yeah, it was. Although I find it somewhat sad because. Uh, in my limited experience, Viz Media really <laughs> impressed me with Excel World. Well, yeah, but there's a thing though. Excel World's not from 19, you know, 88 or whatever Sailor Moon is. True. See, yeah. and that's the thing they were saying. It's not was, the new Sailor Moon, right? No, not yet. This was the volume one of the original TV Sailor Moon. All right. From the they early probably 90s. claimed like, oh, it decayed and we couldn't restore it, yet the other releases were. So. Yeah, and that's exactly it. They were like, yeah. well, you know, we don't purposely go in and, you know, make things worse and, you know, add right. all these uh, ghosting and this and that on purpose. You know, we work with what we get and we try to clean it up as best as possible. And that's the thing, too, where, you know, you're encoding techniques. And he was even saying, um, one of the co-hosts, um, not Zach Birchie, but the other guy, um, who unfortunately wasn't there, but he does, 
Uh, oh, fuck, who is it? Justin Savakis, that's who I'm thinking of. Uh, sorry, just like freaking having a brain, uh, what? blank. Um, Justin Savakis actually like does Blu-ray and DVD encoding for a living for mm-hmm. you know Aniplex and other. They had a really cool chat with him about a month, a month and a half ago, where he went into all that, and you know even quoted him as saying like. You know, you can't fuck this up unless your encoding is bad and, you know, and you know, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. It, it's a definitely an uh, interesting listen. Although it does get kind of sad because I keep harping on it. But, you know, Zach does a good job at pushing for answers, too. Uh-huh. You know, but, you know, what they're going to do, they're not going to, you know, obviously not going to throw anybody under the bus. Hmm. Anyway, getting back on topic. This wasn't. I was curious if you'd heard anything about that. No, that's interesting. Um, there's a lot of good releases here. I'd have to go with the Magami SS. I'd like to watch it on Blu-ray. It was, you know, a, uh, it was a newer show from what 2009 ish, 2010 ish. You know, it was done mm-hmm. in HD. So, you know, I wouldn't mind watching that. Um, Nisekoi is okay. Kite is okay. I've actually reviewed Kite. Reviewed Nisekoi. Yeah, we did. Reviewed Amagami SS. Nah, I don't think we did Log Horizon. We did not do Log Horizon, you were correct. Well, when season two finishes, perhaps John will come back because he watches that show. There you go. What would you uh, purchase? Um, Probably Nisekoi. I really enjoyed that show. The only holdback is Andaplex, so like it's a million dollars for each like, volume. <sighs> Yeah. It's like, damn it, Antiplex, I love you, but you hurt like, my Like, I like Log Horizon, but I probably wouldn't buy it. I like Nisekoi enough to buy, but at the same time, probably not for $70. Gotcha. For, like, four episodes at a time. Is it really? I don't know. It's volume one, and there's four volumes, so... Oh, and it's only 12 episodes, if I remember correctly. Uh, it might be more than that. Oh, well. Oh, well. It is what it is. Before y'all get their phone. No! <laughs> um, it is... 20. 20. Yeah, that's right. It was like weird, weirdly numbered. It's, it's like four or five on each disc. So like t- total, it's over like $200. So. Damn. Probably not worth. All right, then we got Devilman TV. Yeah, Devilman. <laughs> um, then we've got It's a Kiss. It's a Kiss. It's her and I kiss. Yes. That show of win. Fairy Tale, Volume 14. There you go. There you can get pissed off Funimation. Hey, it's only 9 million episodes. I've only gotten 13 volumes so far. <laughs> uh, Diabolical Lovers. No idea what that's about. And Queen's Blade. Why are they still making Queen's Blade? Oh, wait. Why am I even asking? Because <laughs> people keep buying them. Mm-hmm. That is very true. That is very true. All right. Well, that's that. Yeah, it is. That is that. Um, man. Got some good stuff coming out. There you go. All right. Uh, you want to get anything else before I get into my review? Hmm. Oh, I listened to an anime podcast that wasn't ours for once. What? Sometimes I listen to myself because it's so enjoyable. Because I'm so vain. 
Yes. But when I'm not doing that, I listen to some of the Anime World Order. Aha, uh-huh. yes. They are a very good bunch. Sometimes I find that some stuff kind of boring, but... Um, yeah, they can drag a topic on a long time. Much like we do, I guess, occasionally, but... Theirs is more, like, rewarding and fulfilling, though. Yeah, occasionally they have more, co- <laughs> they have more I, experience or context. I will not be teaching you anything. <laughs> but I listened to, like, two, because I just drove back and forth. And they're, like, a good length for my drive from home to home. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, like, randomly selected them from the list. But some of them are good, and... I listened to one about like anime clubs and how they fell out of favor and their purpose before is because not everyone could get their hands on material and it was good to like pool resources and end up watching a show and it functioned more like a movie theater where everyone would watch a show. Yep. But now when people go, they just talk through the show and well, it's a socializing event because if they wanted to watch it quiet, they'd just do it alone at home, right? Mm-hmm. So that was like the dichotomy they were discussing just kind of interesting. Yeah, Don tried joining that. his anime club at school. Mine doesn't even have one. And I definitely wouldn't start one. But he yeah. tried joining and he just couldn't go because just people were yelling over stuff. And what? It, Man, what it was jerks. too social and loud. And Gotcha. Some of those people kind of weird. but <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> and that's what they discussed too. So I, that was the first time listening to their podcast. And we, we share a lot of similar opinions. Perhaps not necessarily about the weirdness because they were longer anime fans. So I guess they saw the fandom longer. But yeah, they're about my just, age, right? Yeah, they're saying they're like thirty-five or something. Yeah, so some of them are a little older. But but yeah, other than that, they like some of them don't like sword art. And it, it was a good time. Yeah, definitely. It's fun to listen. Yeah, I used to listen to them before I even started podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, listening to them since two thousand seven. Plus, they're really, really good at, like, I don't know, just keeping it straight. They have three people, and they hardly ever talk over each other. It's pretty impressive. They do really well. It's actually funny is, because I've been editing podcasts for so long, I can actually hear where they cut shit out. Um, you can, There's little cl- things you can listen for, and you can kind of tell they edit each other. They do release episodes every now and then that where they do little to no editing, and they talk over each other quite a bit. But, yeah, you're, you're 100% right where... Mm-hmm. Um, like the ones I listen to is really hard to tell, and their editing is really good. Yes, I agree. So yeah, that no was fuck you, Zach. No, what fuck you? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, <laughs> kidding. <laughs> so much for this host. You know, I gotta go join them where they edit my voice correctly. Exactly. No, yeah, but it is. It was a good experience. I I didn't know what other podcasts were out there. I mean, I knew of them, but never listened to them. So definitely, yeah, they're a good listen. Um, it seems like the more they go on, though, the less they do. Or, I don't know. Uh, They're really, like, Daryl Surratt is really, uh, I kind of took, I kind of want to not be like him, per se, but, like, AWO is kind of where I got kind of how we did this show, to a degree. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know all the ins and outs, and, you know, don't talk down to people like he does. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but no, like you know, AWO was one of those early shows I got into when I got a phone with a headphone jack and could download podcasts. You know, when you go when you go on Google, you know, anime podcasts like AWO is like number one. Mm-hmm. So that's cool, man. Yeah. All right, now we're done sucking dicks and <laughs> you know telling people to listen to other shows now. 
Yeah, quick. Now that you're all gone to other shows. Yes. Get ready for the review. Yes. So uh, I wanted to review. I, I went through. You're probably wondering, like, hey, how did how did you just randomly pull this shit out? Because we didn't mention it last time, I don't think. No, we didn't. So, you know, I, I've noticed I've gotten kind of lazy when it comes to doing reviews. And I was like, fuck, I want to find something. I, I, I got a fucking full DVD shelf and then some full of fucking DVDs. And I never watch them anymore. I'll just buy them and throw them on my shelf. Because, like, 95% of the shit I buy is... is should I've seen? Like, I, I don't like buying stuff I haven't seen. Um, right, I'm the same way. Seems like a waste of money. Yeah, exactly. It's like something you enjoy. Exactly. And now that streaming's so ubiquitous as well. Right. But I went through a review list. And I was like, shit, what's something I haven't reviewed yet? And I looked, and I was like, I've only done the first season of Full Metal Panic. Full Metal Panic to me holds a special place in my heart because um, it's the show I first watched to get into anime. Um, I can tell you exactly where I was. I, I was living with my roommate and his girlfriend. And his roommate, or my roommate, so his girlfriend was like, Hey, you know how to find things you know, on the internet. Can you find me the show called Full Metal Panic? And I was like, what the fuck? What, like Full Metal Jacket, the movie? <laughs> and she's like, no, it's just anime. And I'm like, that stupid shit I'd see on Adult Swim. Yeah. You know? Like, all I knew back then was, like, Cowboy Bebop. So she's like, oh, you gotta check it out. So I found, like, Volume 1. And I watched it with her, and I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. So I watched Volume 2 and 3, and... Before you knew it, I had purchased the entire fucking show for about one hundred and seventy-five dollars. Um, I had bought season one, season season two hadn't even come out yet. I'd bought everything pre-ordered, mm-hmm. um, and then I bought Fumafu, which is like the spinoff in between seasons, kind of like the comedy. So I'm gonna try to be if I if I come off like like oh my god, the show's amazing. It's just it's nostalgic. It, yes. <laughs> and I wanted to share my review because I, I actually went back. Oftentimes, I don't go back and rewatch shows. Unless it's been a really long time. I hadn't watched Full Metal Panic: The Second Raid since maybe six years ago. I watched it when it came out, and I probably watched it one more time. Mm-hmm. And then I also found out there was an OVA on there like a couple years back. I didn't even know it existed. Because I usually just watch a show that I don't go through the extras and shit. And mm-hmm. I randomly found an OVA. And I was like, oh, this exists. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Anyway, Fulminal Panic, the second raid, it picks up two months after the events in the first season. So watching Fulminal Panic season one uh, is a must. Otherwise, you're just going to be like, who are these people? Why does anything happen? Like, everything will be lost on you. <laughs> why is everything happening? Yeah, exactly. Like, why should I care about these people? Because, <laughs> um, I mean, you have no context. So, it literally just picks up right after the season one, which is great. Um, rewatching it, I was actually shocked at how new, how much new things I picked up. Um, so, the show still follows Sosuke Sagara. You know, the, the, the military, 
you know, part of Mithril. You know, he's still watching Konami Chittery. Uh, you know, still causing problems at his school by like, you know, in like the first episode, he installs a, a, uh, a radar. And then when he turns it on, he blows up every electronic device in the school. <laughs> and like the teacher was like, done and done with my grades. Fizzes off the computer. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because he wanted to provide more security for Konami. And she's like, what What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, and that's that's what pretty much season one was. Was, you know, it would bounce back between the serious, you know, robot fighting and, you know, the military action to, you know, Sosuke and Konami and Sosuke being the hapless guy who, you know, can't fit into school and, you know, can never get himself away from the battlefield, you know, and Konami being her, you know, herself, you know, hitting Sosuke with fans and, you know, yelling at him and stuff. Mm -hmm. And season two, um... It's got pacing issues where, like, there'll be full episodes dedicated to, you know, him going off and fighting in, like, you know, this war. You know, some random country. And then they'll go back to him being at school. But it seems like they focus more in the second season. Um, Not so much on the events with Konami. Like, they kind of distanced... There, there's still some of that in there, obviously, but not nearly as much as the first season. Like less slice of life comedy. Yeah, stuff. yeah, they kept it more serious. Hmm. And that's what I found away with. That's what I found with the show was everything seemed more serious. They introduced new characters. Um, the best evil character I think in anime ever is named Gates, and he's awesome. Hmm. He's like the super psycho. Like he's just. Fucking insane. Um, and that's kind of shitty because they don't really do a good job of explaining why he's insane. And, like, literally, like, Dewey contacts, like, you know, one of his. He'll get pissed off because something go his way. So he'll shoot one of his. He'll shoot one of his, uh, you know, commanders in the head for no reason. <laughs> Even though they had nothing to do with it. And he goes, oh, god damn it, now you're making. And then he'll be like, god damn it, now you're making a mess all over the carpet. Fucking A. <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself? You know, kind of shit like that. Uh-huh. Um, Stop hitting yourself to the extreme. Yeah. So, we also get uh, introduced to two new characters who are twin sisters. Um, Lu Fong and Lu Vong. Uh, they sound real Chinese. They are very Chinese. <laughs> and they always refer back to their sensei, who we meet later in the show, when I don't want to... Re- spoil that because that's probably one of my favorite scenes in the whole show um so they like work for gates essentially they're getting paid to work for them meanwhile they're trying to do their own thing uh, and they despise working for them but they have no choice so they do so basically season two there's like three or there's probably like three arcs throughout the show and it's the first arc is like, um, nah, it's probably four. The first arc is, you know, a lot of like battlefield crap where, you know, they go to a, they go to a battlefield and there's a turncoat within Mithril and they gotta find out who. 
Um, there's one, you know, then they go back to the light side of someone's taking pictures of Kaname and posting them on the internet and they got to find out who and why and, you know, and there's, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, hijinks ensue. And then they go back to more, you know, battlefield drama within Mithril where the turncoat matters later on in the show and meanwhile there's gates and the two girl the, the two twins you know going to you know some random country where you know they get beat but then they bring back the um one of the uh, armed slaves from season one and meanwhile you know Sosuke Sagra is still trying to figure out how to use the lambda driver and he's upset that he's been taken off detail of Konami. He's reassigned, and so he has to leave Japan. And that's actually probably my favorite arc, because they drill into him like, you know, all you ever think about is 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 combat, and you use it as an excuse. You, you know, they even call him out like, there's another character who, who we don't meet till you know now, that's been watching both of them, and he's kind of like their angel, you know. He's there to watch and report, and that's it. And they even bring it to him like, you know, you don't fit in in Japanese society. You haven't fit in in six months. You've caused nothing but trouble. And while it's been entertaining to watch, you know, what value are you bringing to protecting Konami, where I can't do it, you know. So, um, you know, it like brings everything into, it, it takes it from being that slice of life comedy to being like super serious because everything raised, you know, Sosuke must deal with and, you know, Konami has to deal with and it gets kind of crazy, um, uh, with some of the shit that goes on, but uh, what I liked about the season two was, you know, season one was very much, you know, slice of life comedy with seriousness, action, dra- with, you know, it can be serious when it wants to be serious. But the majority of season one was, you know, Kaname and Sosuke. And then there's Mithril and stuff like that. Um, season two, you know, they start off light footed and hearted, you know, and they do a good job going back and forth. But eventually, it gets serious, and everything up to that point is questioned, and, you know, realistically questioned in terms of, like, you know, well, this happened. You know, they recall points in season one where the characters have to atone for what happened, hmm. or, you know, or, you know, why did you react in this way when the plane got hijacked in season one? You know, why... That's cool. that many shows tie yeah, the first season a lot. Exactly. And rewatching the show back, I really enjoyed that. That you know, uh, Sosuke got a more realistic. Uh, you know, had to he had to go and you know look at everything. And the show made you look at everything and stop seeing it from oh, it's just a happy-go-lucky you know guy. You know, trying to do his best because he would literally just run. He, he would run off to missions and they even say like you know you want to protect Konami but then you run off to missions and go play hero you know what fucking happens when Konami 
you know, is in danger and you're out in, you know, Kazakhstan, you know, fighting, <laughs> you know, and it's stuff like that that makes it really enjoyable. I also found the show being a lot more mature um, from season one. Like, I didn't even fucking dawn on me, but like, they sexualize the hell out of pretty much every girl in the show outside of like uh, Kyoko, which hey. is Konami's best friend at school. Because she barely gets any screen time. She's just kind of there. But, like, the first episode, the first thing you see is Kaname falling out of bed, trying to find her, uh, you know, just, she hits her alarm and she falls out of bed. And she's literally just crawling around on her hands and knees. And it didn't even dawn on me, like, okay, they're fucking, like, panning in on her ass and stuff right now. You know? Um... They show the twins, you know, taking a bath or taking a shower um, when they're looking for a phone. Instead of, like, keeping it in their pocket, like, one of the twins, like, rips open her shirt and, like, feels around her her boob and, like, oh, here's a phone. You know? (laughs) It's shit like that. Um, They show people getting their throat slit or getting shot through the head. And it's not, like, super graphic, but it's a lot more graphic than it was, you know, season one. Mm-hmm. And uh, it didn't really dawn on me until I was rewatching it. Um, so um, you know, I, I was really shocked by that because I I never really thought of this show as you know being sexualized, be, having the characters be sexualized. Mm-hmm. But they do, and it's not a bad thing because it's not like they're like, hey, here's. Uh, upskirt shots for the sake of upskirt shots. You know? I mean, the, and some of it seems kind of silly, too. Like, there's a scene where uh, Konami's trying to find the guy who's who's now protecting her. That isn't Sosuke anymore. So, what does she do? She seduces a guy to takes him to a love hotel. She gets naked and then runs out the runs out of the hotel out the window. But then, so all she's in is her underwear and a white see-through, you know, cotton, like, button-up shirt. Mm-hmm. And then it starts raining. And oh, in the yeah. course of fighting, her, you know, her shirt's ripped off. But yet she can, you know, hold her... But then, you know, it's stuff like that where I, I kind of question, like, ah, is it done for effect? Is it make sense that they did this? Or are they doing it because... Fan service. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's a delicate line. Like, perhaps... And they don't the, show any the nudity. The hotel thing might have made sense, but then the rain on top, that might have been extra, I don't know. Yeah, and that's... That's that, too. You know? And this show isn't without its faults. Um, they've Like I said, there is some pacing issues where it seems like they can't decide early on um, how they want to do the show do they want it to be all seriousness or do they want you know to be happy go lucky like oh, oh look at Sosuke making an ass of himself again um you know there's like things where like he takes apart the teacher's brand new car and he's like oh I gotta go to mission bye you know and they do call back on that they're like hey you're back now go fucking fix that car go put it back together <laughs> funny dumbass they can't escape it just yeah. because they're in the new episode yeah but um also like just the ending i don't know if they just ran out of material or if this is what happened because 
The ending is kind of cheesy. I and I, I I love I love episode uh, ten and eleven, twelve two I guess you could say. The last three episodes are great. I I especially love eleven and eleven and twelve because it gets really fucking real. Um, I really wish I could say what happens, but I just I love the fucking emotion that's evoked when Sosuke thinks that there's nothing else to work for. I mean, he literally up and quits in the middle of a mission. And, you know, uh, just, it's it's awesome. But the ending just kind of happens, and they're like, oh, this happened, and that happened, and now everything's okay. And it's it seems like a cop-out. Like, well, we wanted to begin where we ended, so let's reset everything. And now the show is really good about saying, like, oh, we're going to not forget what happened, because they always harp back on stuff. But uh, the ending was kind of lackluster. But I guess on the other hand, it's like, well, what do you want? You're going to kill the franchise if you go a different way? Mm-hmm. So I guess in one sense, it's kind of like, well, it had to happen. What happens? Otherwise, there's no full more. There's no more franchise. Right. Yeah. At least now you're not happy with the ending, but you have the hope that there could be more. And that's been the frustrating thing. Um, so many times over the last five years. I mean, even just a month ago. Look out for new Full Metal Panic something or another, and nothing happens we never hear from just like last month in a in one of the in one of the magazines out in japan they said oh expect something to be announced in november for full metal panic and they showed the you know the the konami and sosuke Mm -hmm. nothing came of it it was supposed to be a rumored anime for 2015 and this is like the fourth time now to the point where people are just like, you know, I would love a third season. But, you know, it's like the person who cried wolf. Like, oh, I got this really important thing that... Oh, never mind. <laughs> you know, it's like... It's, it's like, all a big tease. It's a big tease, exactly. And it's getting to the point now where people are like, I don't fucking care anymore. It's like, show me proof of a third season or fuck off. And people want it. I would kill for a third season. It's a great fucking show. Um, but now the interesting thing is, is they they had a lot of spin-off, manga spinoffs. They had a lot of... Like, everything is done. Like, the story itself now is done. And apparently there's a manga uh, series entitled Full Metal Panic Sigma, which picks up after the events of the second raid. So, I've been pondering, uh, I didn't swing by Barnes & Noble yet, but I was going to go see if I can go find copies of them and pick them up and probably start reading them, because at this point, like, I'm just getting frustrated as a fan that I keep hearing things and then nothing comes to fruition. Mm-hmm. But now that everyone's kind of hopeful because the mangaka has stopped writing things. I mean, it was a light, it started as a light novel. And then it spun off and do another light novel, and it spun off and do a manga, and then it spun off and do another light novel, and there's all these spinoffs that, like, there's so much source material that, like, it's insane to think, like, 
nobody has been like, oh, hey, let's do this. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing, though, too, is the, the last animation host was Katakawa Shoujo, or, uh, who was it, Katakawa uh, Studios, excuse me. I was going to say it's Crippled Girls. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, you know, but Katakawa has moved on to, you know, um, you know, Kyoto Animation. They've moved on to Moe and you know, other things. And I just wonder if if the show didn't do well. I don't know, you know what I mean? But yeah, you'll see references to it. You know, the Bontakun, the teddy bear with the green hat and a gun. Mm-hmm. You'll see references to it all the time in, you know, gag animes. Yeah, John wants me to watch a Magi Brilliant Park, and he showed me a video with that mascot in it. Yeah, so it's like... He's in other shows, too. Now, yeah, now, I don't know if that was a parody of another thing, but in Fumafu, that's a big deal. One of the really popular scenes of the show. I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be him because they like talk about it being a direct copyright violation and everything. <laughs> there you go. They like make fun of itself while knowing it's from another show because they go to their amusement park is like the point of the show and he's there at their amusement park. Ah, interesting. So, yeah. So I would give the show a nine out of ten. Um, I love. How's that compared to the first season? I I find. The second season, way more enjoyable than the first. Um, because of the darker themes, the more mature themes, the fact mm-hmm. that it makes you look at everything up to that point, and the fact that the emotion it gets out of the main characters and just everything. Like, season one was like, oh, what happens when you drop a a child soldier in a Japanese high school to watch after a girl who owns, she doesn't have the special power? Hijinks ensue. Exactly. <laughs> or the right. second episode is like, hey, now that child soldier is even more of a soldier, but he's still watching over the girl, but now she knows she has superpowers. Uh, or not superpowers, but, you know, this, this special ability. You, you know what I mean? What is her special ability? Uh, basically, she can, like, learn, like, it's called, like, she has something called, like, she's called, like, a whispered, where she can, like, learn, like, math and shit, like, it's actually kind of funny is, she, like, can just know a lot of information, particularly, hmm. like, in math and science and technology. Is she good at school, then? Yeah, she's really good at, at math, and it's actually funny they make fun of it because, like, she was walking to school after her finals, with Kyoko, and Kyoko is like, "Oh man, I sucked ass at that man. You know, I did really bad at that math exam." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "She's like, you know, Konami, did, did you study?" And she goes, "Nah, I didn't study." But she's like, "You're always first in, in like the region and in like Japan for the math scores <laughs> for for math. You know what? You're gonna show me your study techniques." And she's like, "Well, I don't know if I can really teach you. I mean, I'm just really good at it." <laughs> You know, meanwhile, you're like, yeah, you fucking cheater. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but she can't tell everyone she is. No, exactly. Um, they do go off in some weird directions, though, where, like, the leader of the, the captain of the ship that he's a part of, um, like, she's, like, 16, and she's, like, in love with the main character, Sosuke. And it gets kind of weird there, too. It's kind of, like, forced for no reason. Love triangle, kind of, because 
Well, and that's the thing. It's not even like there, but it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's weird. Anyway, I, I really like season two much better than season one. Season one, I like it's it's not a bad show, but season two, I feel like you get a culmination of everything and everything that's that worth happens. Watching so you can get to season two. Yes, I would say yes. Um, yeah. So uh, that is Full Metal Panics, uh, the second raid. Like, great show. If you haven't watched it yet, go fucking watch it. It's great. It's <laughs> directed at me. No, at <laughs> everybody. He's given up on me. I have. You're gonna go watch Brilliant Moggy Park. I'm gonna go watch Love Lab. There you go. Uh, so yes, uh, yeah. So I don't know what I'm gonna review next, but something because, dang it. That was good. That that rekindled the fires of your anime passion. It really did, to be honest. Because, like, uh, you know, it's like you almost get to the point where it's like you're watching shit to watch shit. Mm-hmm. But you're not watching something you're like, fuck yeah, I want to watch it. Well, it kind of becomes monotonous. Like, even shows you enjoy. Like, I'm really enjoying Fate Stay Night, but I can't get excited because there's six, seven days of downtime in between, right? Yeah. So it even shows you enjoy, you like forget you actually like because you have to wait. So it's nice to go back and watch I mean, something you enjoy this, all at This long. was a thirteen episode show. I watched it in two days. I literally watched Oh fuck. Six episodes at a time. Right. Which might not seem And these were on D V D. I mean I had to literally get out my goddamn ass. Go find <laughs> you know, go take the D V D out of the Blu ray player, put it back in the case, put the case back on the shelf in alphabetical order, grab the next one. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was just like, "Fuck yeah, I'm burning through these." You know, uh, it was kind of fun watching the uh, the bullshit on the uh, intro to the DVD. You know, oh, like yeah. all the coming attractions for 2007. Yeah. More nostalgia. You're yeah. like, "Oh, I remember that." <laughs> Indeed. So, um, but yeah, I, I think you're right. It did rekindle why I like anime. Um, you know, and it's easy to forget, you know, why you're doing something, why, you know, why, why it is you spending your time doing something. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I, I'm not, like, gonna, like, quit watching anime, but it was one of those things where it's like, you watch so much crap, and then you finally watch something you, like, you like. And the hard part now is, like, there's so much more crap than there is, like, the brilliant thing. That you're like looking forward to watch or whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it's been like I saw all the good shows. In my opinion. So. Yeah, it's it's tough. <clears throat> Anywho, all right. Uh, anything else before I wrap it up? No, that should be all. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, you know, feel free to check out our website, uh, Twitter. We're also on Stitcher, so uh, there you go. Thanks, everyone, and we'll be back in two weeks. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to bonsaibeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.